In the world of deep learning, the architecture of a model is extremely important. It encompasses the choices made during the model's creation, uh, such as the layers that we use, uh, the model's configuration, and how the different layers are connected. So these choices uh, delineate the model's hypothesis space, which is essentially the range of functions that, that gradient descent can explore, uh, parameterized by the model's weight. So imagine you're an architect. Uh, the blueprint of a building, which includes the choice of materials, design, and structure, is a bit analogous to a model's architecture and machine learning. Just as a poorly designed uh, building might collapse, an inappropriately chosen architecture can lead your model to underperform regardless of the amount of data you feed it. On the other hand, a well-thought-out architecture can make the process more efficient, even with limited data. Uh, think of it as a building with the right foundations and materials to ensure stability and longevity. However, uh, crafting the perfect model architecture is more of an art than a science. It's uh, similar to a seasoned chef who can sort of whip up a delicious dish intuitively, while a novice might struggle even if you give them a really well-written recipe. This intuition is honed over time, through experience and pattern recognition. But like any art form, there are best practices in model um, architecture that can uh, guide us uh, to creating something that's quite useful and efficient. So you may have come across the concept MHR, which stands for modularity, hierarchy, and reuse. The uh, MHR formula is like a universal principle applied across loads of different domains, and it was introduced to simplify complex systems. It's a bit like building with Lego blocks. Each block or module can be stacked hierarchically and reused in different configurations. This principle is around in, or can be seen in almost everything, from the design of a city to the organization of a software code base. And in deep learning, this translates to structuring the search space into modules and layers, organized hierarchically, um, reusing elements wherever possible. So imagine playing a game of Chinese whispers or telephone, where a message gets distorted as it's passed along a chain of people. In a similar way in deep learning, as information passes through the layers, it can get a little bit noisy and distorted. And this is where residual connections come in. They act like shortcuts, ensuring that the original information is retained and added back to the output of a layer or block of layers. It's like having a direct line in the game of telephone or Chinese whispers, and you sort of ensure the original message isn't lost. Um, batch normalization is another really important recipe or pattern. Uh, think of batch normalization as a quality control step in a production line. You sort of ensure every product or data point is of a consistent quality and standard. By normalizing intermediate activations, it aids and helps gradient propagation and allows for deeper networks. It's like ensuring every ingredient in a recipe is of the same quality to get a consistent final dish. Another important recipe is uh, depth-wise separable convolutions. This is a more efficient version of traditional convolution. 
uh, imagine trying to mix two sets of colored beads representing channels in a jar. Traditional convolution would mix all the colors together, while depth-wise separable convolution would first mix the beads of the same color together, so spatula uh, feature learning, and then mix the results, channel-wise feature learning. This met method is uh, much more efficient and results in models that are leaner and often perform better. So to summarize, in this episode, uh, we talked about the architecture of a deep learning model and we said it's similar to the blueprint of a building. The right choices can lead to robust and efficient models, whilst um, poor choices can lead to underperformance. Um, we discussed techniques like residual connections uh, and said they act as shortcuts to preserve information. Uh, we talked about batch normalization to ensure consistency. And we touched on depth-wise separable convolutions and said they offer efficiency. So understanding and applying these principles is crucial for anyone that wants to really dive deep into the world of computer vision. From a practical perspective, uh, these architectural patterns are foundational in many state-of-the-art models that we, we see around us today. For example, um, residual connections, which was a cornerstone of the ResNet family of models, has been instrumental in image recognition tasks and it's always set new benchmarks in competitions and real-world applications.